comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. TV podcast episode number 42 and if you're a Douglas Adams fan you know that that's a very significant number and if you're not oh well 42 right. uh, but uh, another uh, incredible week of DC TV adding our fifth show to the roster this week with the uh, the pilot of Supergirl which uh, we'll, we'll talk about right here on the top of the show because it's such big news and the ratings were so huge um, and it's just been uh, a lot gotten a lot of buzz behind it this week uh, but of course, we're also covering Gotham, The Flash, uh, iZombie, and uh, Arrow. And joining us uh, once again to this trip into DC TV, them, uh, the mayoral candidate for both Gotham and Star City. Thank you, thank you. I will win this by votes, by hearts and minds, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you meant Daryl. I meant Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Stole your thunder. <laughs> I'm joining us. Once, I'm leaving. Again, special special <laughs> guest star from the Comic Rock Snark Fest, uh, Jerry Atkinson. Uh, also running for the mayor, for mayor yeah. of Star City and Gotham at I, the same time. Uh, she's I think I've got this guy. in the bag. Yeah, I think I've got this in the bag. Well, so is the guy that's running for mayor in Gotham now. So. Right. And the guy that ran for mayor in, in Star City last Jerry Blood. <laughs> so. Yeah, so yeah. I'm fine with all that. That's cool. Yeah, maybe maybe you should check into a guy whose last name is Blood. <laughs> I think I learned that from a Green Hornet remake, right? Or the Green Hornet movie with Seth Rogen? I don't Rogen? know nothing about that thing. Yeah, the guy's name, he just decided to be called Blood, Blood Notched or something. That I'm didn't that. happen. It sure, happen. if you say so. Oh, it happened. It's a lie. It Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Supergirl flew into our TVs this week uh, for yes. a pilot episode. If you want to hear what we talked, to, we thought about this. We reviewed this uh, back when the pilot was made uh, available to us. Uh, I believe it was episode number 22. Uh, check it out on hhwlod.com. You can go back and you can hear our thoughts on the Supergirl pilot. Just, you know, the nutshell version, I really liked it a lot. It reminded me of the Flash pilot in a lot of ways, that kind of optimism, yeah. that kind of like uh, learning their way through their powers and stuff, kind of trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to make a difference but not really knowing how, like all those kind of things. And I thought the supporting cast was cool. It had kind of like a pilot-itis where it had to dump yeah. a lot of stuff on us. But uh, other than that, I thought it was really, really, uh, really solid. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, of actually Buffy. The first episode of Buffy had that. It, it it started out a little bit lighter than what people thought. And then as the show progressed and they built on it, it, uh, it improved a lot. So I think it has a lot of potential. I like the contrast. I think a lot of the shows are going super dark. 
You know, it's it's what sells. I hate to blame Nolan, but the Nolan verse kind of brought a whole lot of darkness and shadows and, you know, life is basically hopeless. <laughs> you know, nothing's going to work out for you ever. And I, you're the same reason I like the flash. It just makes you feel good. And yeah, there were that, those kind of quirky, Oh crap. Am I watching Felicity or am I watching Supergirl? You know, but once I got into it then it, it was very joyful and it was there were enough effects to make it look cool without it just being so effects driven that I wanted to turn it off. It's really kind of funny if you think about like comics in the eighties went through the same thing. Yeah. You know, like the dark Knight returns came out and Watchmen came out and daredevil born again came out and everything was grim and gritty for like right. a decade. Yeah. You know, it was there's a just... place for that, but it shouldn't be the whole, every universe right. shouldn't be like that. I agree. And I think this is a good reaction. Like you said, to like the Nolan kind of uh, noir uh, take on superheroes. Um, the super um, Supergirl was the number one drama debut of, of the entire fall season. Uh, it brought in 13 million total viewers and 3.2 demo. And it did have a lead-in of Big Bang Theory, which I'm sure helped it a lot. Probably. But still, that's pretty good for a debut. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. Um, since we had already talked at length about the Supergirl uh, pilot back when we saw it for the first time, uh, we asked we took, we took asked you the listeners, to tell us what you thought of the Supergirl pilot, uh, now that everyone has had a chance to see it. And uh, you had some really good comments. And uh, if you'd like to join our Facebook group, DCTV Podcast, uh, please, by all means, we really appreciate it. We had some new members this week, which is awesome. And we have a lot of good discussion there. It's the first place you can get the um, the new episodes of the show. Uh, we, we post a lot of news there. We have a pretty active group there, so definitely check that out. Uh, Mikey Wood said uh, of the Supergirl pilot, it was really refreshing, honestly. Charming and fun and cute, which is a nice change of pace, similar to The Flash in that manner. Uh, Emmanuel Gibson, I just saw it earlier today. I like it. I'm curious as to if we will see Cal. Um, I think I heard the producers said they were probably going to leave him out of it as much as possible. At least which, for this season, I think they said. Right. And I think that makes sense. I mean, you really want her to establish herself, you know, not be in the shadow of the other character. Right. Uh, Carlos Carmona, still like it on rewatch. Uh, Luke Foster, I loved it. It did everything I wanted to, and, and uh, Melissa Benoist is a delight. Um, Grant Robinson from Down Under, really dug it. Happy to have it in my DC TV rotation. Uh, fair aware, it was even more fun to watch with my daughter. Enjoying it with her put a new joyous uh, perspective on it. Um, Luke Foster added to that that he's hearing a ton of positive comments of people who watched it with their children. Um, I watched it with my daughter, actually, and she really enjoyed it. Um, Robert Cooper, solid start, a little too schmaltzy, and girl power at some points, but I really enjoyed it. Um, the actress is great as Kara. I'm excited to see where this goes. I wonder how long before a Tom Welling Kal-El shows up. And this started a whole, like, Smallville, anti-Smallville, like, <laughs> mini-thread uh, in this discussion. Uh, I never really watched Smallville. I just never got into it. I tried to watch it, and I just couldn't get into it. I Same watched here. I really episode. actually disliked it. I, I actively watched. disliked it. Oh, yeah. What about you, Daryl? I watched every episode. I, I, you know, it's a comic book movie. I mean, it's comic book stuff. I always at least try to watch it. Yeah. It's so teenager, though. It was so methodically teenagered up, though. It did it make was. you a little sick. Okay. It did, yeah. but we had nothing. Like, all right. I, about... I, okay. I come from it from you know, like I I was desperate for comic book stuff to be on TV. I mean, this is a a ray of riches we have now, but I mean, back then, this was it. There was no promise of any other 
superhero movies or shows or anything that was going to be coming on. So, I mean, and they started the out. Hmm? This is your candle in the darkness. Yes. And it, it started out with, even in the beginning, they started out with, he will never fly. He will never wear the, oh, the right. suit. He will never. Like, they did. that's all we kept saying. Like, that was. Luther will never be the bad guy. He will never wear tights. <laughs> Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> they put so many restrictions on yeah. from the jump, like what you could do, but they still managed to put enough. I mean, they still managed to dabble. Like they, Smallville was the best with the finales. That that's what like they would waste time all the way in the, you know all through the season. They would not really do anything, and then the mid season finale would be something great. Like the you know would open up and you would find out about Krypton. Or something like that, or they would be a hint or a tease of something to come, or they would have doomsday. Like they would always throw something from the comics in it every finale, but uh, it was still like you were begging for. I know I was. I was like just wishing that they had something that you could, you know, like they would. He would just have the suit on and he would fly and he would fight crime. I mean, it was just something that you just didn't have. But uh, it did what it could. I mean, it, it was not, they had no choice. I mean, when they when they started it. it they were told what they could do, and and it was a CW show. <laughs> now yeah, we have very much a CW show. I, well, mean, I know a lot of people say this Smallville kind of paved the way. It did for uh, for uh, what we have now with the Flash and Arrow and everything else. Um, like I said, I, I didn't really actively hate it, but I never really watched it. I, I tried to watch it at the beginning. I watched the pilot, I think, and it just wasn't what I was interested in. You know, it was, right. too, it was a little too Dawson's Creek for me, I guess. Yeah, a little too so CW. <laughs> I kept I kept thinking at every commercial break they should sing some kind of refrain like we are teenagers these problems matter just to remind us that we're supposed to give a shit because yeah. I didn't. <laughs> so, I that's that's all I could think of like something to get out dogs just get out. Uh, Chris Garner, uh, in, in talking about Supergirl, said, I saw it months ago, but it's still a good show to give her the same thing, the same feelings that The Flash gives you. It makes you happy and joyful. It's not dark like Arrow. Hope you like something something lighthearted, full of fun, and you would like that show. Uh, Mark Allgaier, fun show, although they talk about Superman too much, in my opinion. Uh, Dominic Williams loved it, and Jason Foss enjoyed it again. I'm really looking forward to what's coming next. And I wanted to mention real quick um, that if you missed the pilot or if you want to watch it again, it's on CBS.com or on the CBS app, and you can watch it with director's commentary. Yes. But not on Hulu. No, not on Hulu. No, you have to go to CBS.com, unfortunately. But uh, the director's commentary is pretty sweet. So interesting stuff. But, yeah. Supergirl, new uh, new arrival in the DC TV group, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next next episode. No, I mean, I saw the, I mean, we saw the pilot like months ago, so yeah, uh, I can't wait to see where it goes next. I Ready? love the choice of the parents of the foster parents. Oh yeah, that um, was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Ellen Slater yes. and and Dean Cain. Yeah. yeah, like you're Great keeping people there. from the team. Yeah, I mean, totally. the Flash did that too with John Wesley Ship and Mark Hamill, yeah. right? So it's kind of a, it seems like a, um, a Greg Berlanti, uh, Mark Guggenheim thing. You know what I mean? To throw it back. Yeah, it's just a little something. something it's cool, though. Fans. It was totally cool. Yeah. And I also like the kind of, they're doing the same thing with The Flash with the Supergirl. I noticed um, they have characters with names like that you would recognize if you're into comics. Mm-hmm. Like Hank Henshaw. 
but they're like totally recasting them and putting them in different places. Like they right. did with Eddie Thawne in the in the Flash, for instance. Let's move on to something a little darker than Supergirl. A lot darker this week. Oh, hey, poor Butch. Uh, Gotham: Rise of the Villains: Colon by Fire. <laughs> colon, poor Butch. And yeah, it should have been called Poor Butch, man. <laughs> Damn. Eesh. I thought Major had it bad on iZombie until I, I, I saw what they're doing to Poor Butch. You know, Major yeah. did that to himself. Butch didn't do that. That's true. That is true. To start the episode, we have the Penguin talking to Butch, and uh, Butch has his hand. But, you know, uh, last episode, Penguin cut off Butch's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could get inside um, the uh, Galavan uh, organization. We, uh, we see him, like, doing the job interview, kind of, for Theo Galavan. Penguin was crazy. He's crazier than I've ever seen him before, you know. So he was really trying to sell it. Tabitha is kind of on board with it because she thinks it's cool. She can put weird things on his arm. <laughs> And uh, Barbara's like, you know, you, you held me once and made me, you know, you know, you, you held me captive once, so I don't like you, you know. But then she says she calls him uh, a sad bear. <laughs> but uh, finally, uh, Theo is like, you know, you know, fair enough, you know, you're accepted into the team. You know, we'll see how you see how you do. And meanwhile, the other storyline in the story, uh, Bridget from last episode, aka Firefly, is on the run. She has money. And she is just about to get out of town when her no-good dirtball brothers find her. Selena is trying to get her out of town, and just as you know, she's thanking Selena. She has the money in her pocket, and she's out of there. Her dirtball brothers find her and throw her in the back of a van and take her back to their their dirtball apartment, where they chain her to a wall and throw firecrackers at her as punishment. Obviously, you know, just part of a systematic you know, a uh, system of abuse here. Yeah, uh, close friends. Finally, you know, after threatening her with some firecrackers, uh, she's, uh, they're like, okay, she's back on board. And uh, they unchain her from the wall, and, and they tell her to go make dinner. Uh, <laughs> when she mm-hmm. comes back out, she's going to be cooking something, but it ain't dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to poison them. I didn't think she was going to burn them. At that point, I was like, oh, great. Tell the woman that you just, like, made completely mad right. to make you food. That's exactly. a great idea. It's got to be don't poetic people justice. Who, yeah, don't, don't mess with people who make your food, man. Yeah, it got to right. be poetic justice, though. Had yeah. to be the burning. That was, that was kind of her shedding the... Uh, her old life for a new one, burning it away. So uh, she steps back out of the um, she steps back out of the kitchen in full firefly getup, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the brothers laughs. Is like, "What are you gonna do? Set us on fire?" And that is exactly what she does. Yes. Well done. Brutal, very brutally too. And they show the bodies afterwards when Bullock and Gordon show up. It's just uh, I don't know. Pretty, pretty, pretty uh, graphic for eight o'clock on a, <laughs> on a primetime show. I thought. Yeah, kid, kid killers. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I, I like how Bullock referred to them as looking like they were burnt like a taquito. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I can't I, help it; these guys are toasted like taquitos. I loved his dialogue all through that episode, even though it was you know used sparingly. But when he when he addressed um, future poison ivy, ginger to ginger, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like he gets the best line. Seriously, yes, Bullock. <laughs> oh, they got so him awesome. down. Love it. it I was I'd... thinking the whole thing seemed kind of like Shakespearean. It was so freaking tragic. The whole piece. It kind of reminded me of Titus. I mean, you've got screwed up family dynamics and gruesome deaths and pe- women that were victims that become you know that that take victims now. It was just pretty. Goes a lot of that, yeah. It's yeah. be the theme for the whole for the season so far. 
yeah, know, okay. with the background of the uh, of the family. Yeah, and and then Penguin on this dramatic, you know, pursuit of his mom, and you know, willing to take the hand of his right hand man. <laughs> I said right hand man. <laughs> well, you, you talk about Shakespeare. I mean, you know, um, it is. Uh, Penguin almost reminds me of Hamlet, kind of going crazy in his castle and and hurting mm-hmm. his friend. Like he kills Polonius and uh, by stabbing him through a wall and stuff. And I mean, you know, he's losing his mind. Yeah, you know? and you and very, you know. Yeah. There's no way that this is going to work, which is not going to be convincing enough. But in fact, he isn't convincing enough. And no. when we see him next, he has a mallet on his hand now. Right. It's kind of cool. Very, yeah, very heavy. <laughs> but Gallivan is like, you know, um, I, I know you're very loyal, Butch, and, but unfortunately, it's not to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Butch knows he's been found out. He kind of takes a swing uh, with his heavy mallet hand, but it doesn't quite work out for him. He breaks an aquarium or something of that elk. I can't remember exactly what, maybe a bookcase. And then uh, Tabitha comes in and, uh, you know, kind of uh, subdues him with her whip. Theo says something along the lines of, you know, oh, Penguin really did a number on you. Uh, Tabitha's good at that kind of thing. And she kind of leaves, he kind of leaves her uh, butch as like a plaything almost. It seems like everybody that gets in her sphere becomes a plaything. Well, it's a game to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally a game to her. Yeah, I think that's the way it is to Barbara now too, because you know Barbara's kind of like you know Tabitha's bestie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know BFF. Well, she's playing with both of them. I mean, she's, right. she's you know she's she's probably having sex with with both the brother and the sister now. Hopefully not at the same damn time. Going <laughs> with this show, I can't I can't say that. Never know, man. Just, rich people are That's crazy. Complete. This show gets I dark very quickly. Rich people are crazy, dude. Gordon uh, goes back to uh, the the, G, the GCPD, and uh, Barnes is there, and he uh, Barnes is telling him you, you can't beat up on a criminal. He's going to put a note in his file for roughing up a suspect. Um, Gordon tells him, you know, there are a lot of gray areas here in Gotham, and Barnes is like, not to me, you know. And as they're watching the surveillance. Of the um, the fire, the uh, the attack that killed the uh, the policeman in the last episode, they see uh, Gordon sees Selena Kyle ducking behind a, a car. Um, he tracks her down and tells her, you know, to, you know, if he finds her first, there's a good chance that she could still live. But if the other cops find her, she, you know, she's definitely going to go go down uh, for the death of you know that policeman. Let me help, and then. Uh, that's what leads him to finding the Pike brothers and whatnot. And when that happens, Selena goes and meets Bridget, uh, like in a pigeon, like in a pigeon coop or something on the top of her roof somewhere. Yeah, they met there before. And uh, Bridget is uh, definitely changed. Uh, she is uh, after killing her brother. She is like, uh, I'm going to take down you know, she uh, all the people that, that made us feel the way we feel. You know, creeps mm-hmm. that try to hurt him. Selena tells her to be careful, but it's like Selena knows it's the last time she's going to see her. She probably, you know, yeah. Probably. Bridget, on the other hand, goes straight to the um, the uh, the sex slavery ring that they mm-hmm. uh, they robbed earlier in the se- or in the second e- in the earlier episode and frees all the uh, the captives and lets mm-hmm. them all go and it just starts torching the uh, the patrons of the of the club and they just all start running. She's there. Uh, she's out. She comes out in the street with her piece or with her flamethrower. Um, but she doesn't want to listen to Gordon. Gordon's trying to, you know, tell her to put it down peacefully and walk away. You know, and then she doesn't, this isn't the way it has to go. 
uh, a bullet nicks her um, her flamethrower, and the leak in her suit causes her to go up in flames, and she ends up immolating herself. Pretty brutal. Burn, kid. Gordon, you know, after all that, goes home and finds Selena holding a shotgun on Lee. Gordon Who doesn't tells seem her, worried at all. Yeah, Lee's just like, <laughs> Lee, there's even, if you look in the scene, there's a, a glass of milk and a plate with a cookie on it. Right. In right. front of Selena. Yeah, Gordon's like, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I'm really sorry. I did everything I could. Selena is like not very forgiving, though, of uh, of Gordon at this point. And then, you know, uh, kind of let slip that um, it was Penguin who hired the Pike brothers to to burn all those Wayne industry things down. Gordon is like, you know, kind of disbelieving of that because he doesn't understand why Penguin would do that. Selena says, you know, I should, should have never trusted a cop. The Ed Nigma and Kristen Kringle story. Ooh. <laughs> You get a nice little moment at, at the beginning where he brings her like a cappuccino with a heart in it. She's talking to Lee about him, saying that he's a little, you know, almost too shy, you know, a little too too withdrawn or whatever. The uh, we uh, we cut later in the episode to them, the two of them uh, having a romantic dinner together. Um, they finally um, make out and then spend the night together. In the morning, when uh, they're talking, and uh, she, you know, Kristen says, you know, she's really afraid for Eddie's life because of, you know, the, the cop that um, had abused her before might come back and hurt him. He says, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. And I'm watching this. I'm like, don't do it, Ed. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. You know, I was like, like talking to the screen like I was in a 70s movie or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, don't do it, Ed. Don't tell her. I was but, in the uh, same thing. And then I got asked, why are you talking to the screen? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm really that engaged, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and I then like, I remembered it was just the drinking. So. Well, it's like yeah, you, you it. saw the, it's like watching somebody drink all the alcohol, get in the car, yeah. close their eyes, put the keys in the ignition and just drive. You know it's going to happen. It's like a horror happen. movie. You, you know, know it's going to happen. Don't go in there. Don't go check yeah. it out. Like, but no. it's going to happen anyway. There's no way it's not going to be. It's not going to end that way. Did it, either of you find the supposed strangulation scene the most pansy way to show somebody strangled the entire yes. universe? That was uh, I was oh. going to say she 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 has Gwen Stacy's disease. She she did yeah. she, like her her neck just snapped to me like a twig. I'm like what the you know like what the, the only lamer yeah. death I've seen on screen than that was Padme in the right. equals of Star Wars who died of a broken heart yes. or whatever the hell. Oh my what God. the crap! But yeah, Lame. they um they she um he confesses to her that he killed him. She freaks out, mm-hmm. tries to leave, and he like, is holding her by, grabs her by the neck, and closes her mouth to try to explain. And as he's doing the explanation, he strangles her, and she dies. And She's not even struggling, really. Who does that? She um yeah he we get the scene of him on the floor holding her dead body, crying. Right. As he screamed out at the lightning. No, no, no. You know, right. over. So, brutal. Brutal. Easy. Which I, you know what I thought? I was like, no, they won't be this obvious. It would be right. something if they flip it and she was glad that he murdered. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought that might go that way too. And because she was... had a dark side that she right. never showed anyone, and like that's what I was thinking they were going to go. She yeah. did. She was the one bragging that he was way too nice. That she she kind of liked the the forceful bad boys. So but she, she does didn't have want a dark the bad side. boy that killed. She didn't. She didn't. Maybe a little spank or something. Spanking there in some fun nights, but not uh, killing my ex boyfriend. Not strangulation. That's a good yeah. call. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good call. That's a good line to to, to draw. <laughs> 
Uh, if you're gonna draw a line, yeah. that's the line. <laughs> Might as well be murder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a little dirty talk at the bar, maybe, but not uh, killing and strangling, uh, strangling me later on. I mean, we also get a scene with um with uh, Bruce Wayne having dinner at the Gallivans. <laughs> well, that was weird. Yeah, what's that weird is like him set, trying to set him up, set up those two kids together, like you know. Yeah, well, basically, she oh. was. He was like, uh, "Why don't you take her?" Yeah, he's like pimping out her. his cousin, yeah, know, or, or yes. ward or whatever she is. And she was we just like, yeah, it. sure, yeah. I was wondering if they were gonna go um that remember that crappy movie, The Orphan. I was like, is she a secret midget hooker? <laughs> Let me know. Still don't know. You don't know. <laughs> no, I'm like that can't literally be his relative that he's you know no. I don't know. I'm thinking that it's all she's not the relative and she's just someone he. You. You know. I'm thinking Secret Midget. Butch escapes Tabitha Gallivan near the end of the episode and makes it back to uh, mm-hmm. Penguin. But uh, he's like, you know, I, I, I don't have much time because I broke out of the chains and they don't know that I'm here. But I figured <laughs> out where your mom is. Right. Yeah. And uh, this can't they, they let him go. And, uh, right. They let exactly. Go. They're set, I, such see, a that's setup. what I was thinking. I was thinking, <laughs> too. It's like, this turned. has got to be a There's setup. No man. You know it's a setup. If they... They have what? They've been hanging. They've been killing and hanging um, uh, public employees all through the show. Like they, they've been capturing all these civil servants and mayors and and Congress whatever. Or the part where no one is safe. No one safe. They never get away though. Like for the this is the time that they let the guy get away. No, they're not gonna let him get away. No way. Did we all call bullshit on that? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> So uh, Penguin says he's gonna get the troops and go get his mom. Uh, the very end of this episode now was kind of was a total WTF thing. Bridget did not die in that flamethrower mishap. No, wasn't a WTF thing. We knew she was gonna be Firebug. Firebug can't be dead already. Firefly, so. yeah. Well, yeah, well, we they could have done a a, a joker with her too. I yeah, mean, I mean, this is a different timeline than what we know yeah, from the comics. Yeah, you know? I mean, but I, you wouldn't do a double. I mean, you wouldn't do in this, you know, in a couple episodes away, do the same thing. Well, that it wasn't yeah. even the WTF thing that that she was alive. Um, they say right. that her um her uh, flame return stuff and melted with her skin, so she's essentially fireproof. Right, and now she's fireproof. Right. Right, and uh, as they go through this uh, like um, facility that they're in or whatever, that she looks in these windows and sees all these like weird experimentation. Like there's this one really giant muscular guy, and there's a leather-clad red-headed woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these different things. And they wheel her into a room, and on the wall it says Indian Hill, which was the uh, the property that, if you remember, in season one. Uh, Penguin told uh, Marconi to give Falcone, Falcone. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of as part of Arkham. And it says Indian Hill facility, a part of Wayne Enterprises. Dun dun dun. So this must be this could be part of the secret that right. killed Thomas Wayne. You know, I would sure. think. Well, part of it at least. And they're yeah. trying to weaponize these uh, these people. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was kind of a, a wow moment for me as far as this episode was concerned. And that was uh, that was Gotham for the week. Yeah. Rise of the Villains by Fire. I give it a B. It was a good episode. It was more connective tissue than a real episode. And the, the Firefly story, I guess, is going to be a to be continued. It hasn't been finished out. So uh, I, I thought there was a lot of good, you know, good story hooks here that going from the, from last episode to the next episode, and uh, that was pretty good. So I give it a B. I'm really impressed with this season of Gotham as opposed to last. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's because Jada Pinkett Smith's not in it. 
or <laughs> if they just finally have gotten their tone together and they just have these. I mean, I think James Frame is killing it, Theo Gallivan. He just has that kind of manner about him. You know what I mean? They can go from yeah, like. Yeah, he fits the tone of the. Yeah, you can go yeah. from like totally evil to totally uh, cordial and everything in between, you know, and, and it's just really. And just before he gets a little. Just before he would. He might get too weird, he, he pulls back. Right. And um, I know we've said this before, but, you know, just to make a, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, it really does, like, take those campy uh, aspects Mm -hmm. from Batman 66 and kind of filter them through Christopher Nolan brutality. Yeah, it does. Um, As I I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago, my my daughter and I were watching Batman 66, and uh, the Joker was running for mayor, the Cesar Romero Joker. And that was his whole scheme, was he was going to run for mayor and take over Gotham. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I mean, this, this plot line is like straight out of Batman sixty six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like brutal as hell. It's mm-hmm. dark and in so many ways. So yeah, I give it a three point oh. I I pull back points because the uh, the Riddler. I thought they would do that a little bit better. Miss Jerry, I'm I'm a mixed emotions because I liked a lot of things they did, but. I, I, the same way as Daryl is, I had to pull back and probably give it a B. Just because even though I was screaming at the screen and telling Ed not to tell her, when I finally saw him kill her, I, I felt his anguish after. But the actual death scene, just, I, no one dies like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was taking a harder hit exactly. on a boss. Exactly. And I, I was like, you know, okay, they can't show this kind of violence this time of night. But I just saw the two charred crispy bodies, you know, I just, we're getting people stabbed you know? in the head and people's arms cut off. Yeah, I saw, I saw a head used as a puppet this season. I, I can't get it. I don't, you know, you have to strangle somebody for a while and then they have to pass out. It's not clean and pretty like that. Let's not kid the kids here. Okay. Just like I, mean, I said, the, the Gwen Stacy school is neck snapping. It's just like, yes. Like her neck didn't go back at all. She, yeah. she, she should have been alive. At the end of that scene, she should have embraced him, and somehow I'm supposed to believe that she's dead. No. No. I don't believe in pretty deaths. Death is not pretty. You haven't shown pretty deaths the whole season, and now you're going to start? No. B. <laughs> yeah. A little bit much. Yeah. No. Even see, you know, one thing about Selena, too, I wish they would decide on what they wanted to do with her. Like, I when the sex slaves, when they had the sex slaves... I would have thought she would at least want to free them. And it would just surprise me that she had that attitude of, you know, it's just all about me. Even if she would have it, I just would see her doing it anyway and, and acting like it didn't affect her. But it just it just seemed off. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do with her. Like, I could see her robbing, stealing, not trusting police. But, you know, I thought that they would still keep that sense of you know she does not like for especially for women right and girls to be mistreated yeah but i think that's that's what it's kind of showing is that the deaths of the people around her that she loves and and kind of admires in a way shapes the woman that she becomes because that's yeah. what i was thinking too like why is selena not helping i mean this is awful but you know, you have to get to that point. You have to see mm. enough to where you realize it's just too much. And though that's one of the steps on her path, you know, besides seeing all those kids almost shift off to 
God knows what fate, you know, she, these are all little steps that make her eventually who she is. So I did like that development, but no little twilight strangulation scene. No. <laughs> is there a scene so like that in twilight? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, uh, I equate twilight, twilight with everything's wrong with uh dramatic. <laughs> there <laughs> was a, enough. Hey, that's, that's a fair, fair cop, you know, well, on YouTube, okay, there is a you. scene of of the of of a fight or something they have where they take all heads in there and scene and on YouTube. Yes, and then guess what? what? It was a dream. It was her vision. Never uh, happened. You didn't get that? Just, oh no! But they made fun of it, like by putting music and stuff together, and you just see yeah. heads just just coming off quick. Huge pop just, out. Worst thing ever. I'm like, oh yeah, this shit's finally it. getting no. Nope. None <laughs> well, of that happened. <laughs> Now you know. Don't watch it. Yeah, I wasn't gonna watch it anyway. So, <laughs> don't. Okay, so uh, on to uh, the Flash episode four, season two, the Fury of Firestorm, or the Return of Usher. Usher. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. They start playing. Burn it. Burn. <laughs> Usher. <laughs> Usher. Usher. <laughs> Outfit was ridiculous, or something. <laughs> he had the Usher sneakers on too. Yeah. You know, moves like Usher, though, man. I'm gonna give it to you. Usher okay. can dance. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Oh, he gotta learn though. He he's not like Drake. He gonna learn. He gonna learn. Usher's got some moves. You gotta give it Usher to. a little. Give a little time. He just got superpowers. It's, just, it's gonna take a minute. <laughs> Fire Usher. <laughs> Or Usher Storm, which should be. Mm. Well, he already got the music for it. He's got to play the song. <laughs> he's already wrote the right song. music as he walks in. He's got that. Bur- he's already got a song called Burning. He's good. He's yeah, and fits right in. song. Oh my god. Fits right in. Um, we're talking about Jefferson Jackson. It's played by friends Dre. Um, Jax. He, yes, Jax. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what I kept thinking too. Jax. <laughs> really. The superhero okay. land, you don't say Jack, you say Jax. With an right? X. Yeah. With an X. Exactly. Um, he has a, he's having the uh the you know the game of his life and the scouts are out and uh, his coach tells him, you know, he could probably you know have his choice of colleges. He is on top of the world. Until he looks over and sees the park looks already exploding. And uh he runs to get everyone inside and is the last one trying to close the door and gets blasted across the hallway. And they make sure that they show that he's a that he's already a good person. Like they make sure to try to get that in there quick and out the way. Like even when they said, "You you won the game," and he was like, "No, we won the game." That's like, oh, ding ding, he's a good guy. And then when the, he was treated when he first got when he first got invited over to see if he was maybe compatible. Right. Not invited over. No, they went no, to his. No, he didn't box. go. You know, which is, I'm sorry, I called racism on that, but they were both black, so it came back and didn't work. Uh, I was but... going to say, how could it be racism? <laughs> they're both from the same race. I had this with myself already. But well, there, was like, you know what, though? Caitlin did have that kind of thing where she definitely thought at first that um, Hewitt was better because he was better educated. It's like, oh, look, he can do science and stuff. I like this guy. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Caitlin did have that kind of... Uh... Caitlin did get did kind of have that elitist yes, type of attitude because totally. Barry Barry yeah. gave her that look like hey yeah hey, exactly 
And Barry's like, well, what about this Jax kid or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but Hewitt's a, you know, a, a physicist, and he knows this and this. And, and, you know, and... We just went, was that, I want to throw in there, you know what Barry came off of in this episode especially? Wally. He, he was so much like Wally West to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can that's see true. that. Evidently, um, um, Dr. Stein's uh, Firestorm Matrix, or his half of it, whatever, is uh, deteriorating. And that means so is he. That's why he burst into cold flame at the end of the last episode. And they're able to stabilize him with the help of uh, Cisco making him a magic cane. Uh, he's able to walk around on. Uh, but there are two um, other people who were hit with the particle accelerator wave who had the same kind of dark matter makeup that might be able might be a viable match to make a new Firestorm. Uh, one, as we said, is uh, Mr. Science Guy, Dr. Hewitt, his name is uh, Henry Hewitt. And then, uh, that, if that's not a comic book name, I don't know what it is. It's even, it's even got the first, you know, the double, the double initials. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as we said, Jefferson Jackson, a.k.a. Jax. Um, Jefferson Jackson. Uh, unfortunately, the accelerator, uh, particle acceleration wave hurt his knee, and he was never able to play football again. He never ended up going to college, and now he works as a mechanic. Yeah, why you gotta be all mean about the mechanic? He never, he he didn't do anything with his life. I was like, yo, Caitlin, calm down. What are you, what are you doing? She was you aggressive. Can't have a regular job, like she really was like, he's nothing Thank anymore. You. I'm like, wow, I can yeah, see. Caitlin was, was really kind of aggressive. yeah, yeah. I could see if he was unemployed and just not doing anything. He's a mechanic. That's a job. You, like right. mechanics don't make chunk change. No, they make good. Oh, money. Wow, she can't get his hands dirty for a living. I'm saying, yeah, man. <laughs> I gotta be like that. Anyway, I'm with you. She kind of has a fetish thing for scientists, though. I mean, she does. Uh, she she married Ronnie, then she had a thing for Jake Garrick, and now this guy Henry Hewitt. She's like, oh, he's a bit of a. And Ronnie wasn't really a scientist. Scientist. She kind of, you know, yeah, he, he was more of an engineer. Yeah, he was more of an engineer. Which should make her have more respect for the mechanic. She has a tight. Well, she will now that Usher's here. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. They're gonna set them up to be the odd couple. I know her and Cisco were kind of odd couple-ish because yeah, Cisco's were. so unabashedly nerdy and she's so mm-hmm. procedural. So but I'm this hoping would be he's so different. Like this would be oh, so yeah. Because he's, he's as kind. Him. He's as kind and nice as Barry. Yes. But a little bit more grounded than Barry, maybe. His head is out of the clouds. Barry's head was in the clouds in the books more than. Usher's been hit with real life. He's been yeah, hit over he's been the hit head with real life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I guess you can say Barry did too. His dad was in jail, but he had this great upbringing, you know. From so yeah. So I guess maybe if Barry hadn't had the great upbringing that he did, despite his dad being well, in jail. His daddy, I mean, his dad's dads, I would say, did the best that they could to keep him. They really did. And, you know, they he did. came out with real optimistic attitude. This mm-hmm. kid doesn't seem to be under any delusions. So. Just has problems asking girls out. That's his only issue. Well, we um, we then, we, so after they figure out the two, who the two candidates are, um, Hewitt is brought into the lab. And they just bring him right into Star Labs. They tell him what's going yeah. on immediately. And the Republican dude. And he's all like into it too. Yeah. Very excited. He even knows like this cool song that uh, Professor Stein knows uh, from Hudson. Um, so they decide, okay, let's do it. They put the Matrix on him. They tried to connect, but there is no, there's no love connection. Because dude ain't got no love. <laughs> no. Uh, the uh, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't take. It doesn't happen. Uh, Hewitt's mad. 
he's telling he's like, you know, you should, you know, try these things out before you get somebody's hopes up. And then he stomps out. And they're and they're like, well, I only have hope now is Jax. Uh, they go to talk to him, and he is you know, hesitant at first. You know, of course, I blame him. After all, he's been through the one time he was a hero, totally messed up his life. I don't blame him either. But Caitlin then, was a biatch to him. But Caitlin realizes the error of her ways and goes back to the, the mechanic shop and tries to talk Jax uh, back into um, you know coming coming to Star Labs and try out the uh, try out the the Firestorm thing. And as she's trying to talk him into it. Henry Hewitt comes by, and evidently his uh, being hooked up to the Firestorm Matrix pulled out his uh, superhuman power. He is now, uh, as they dub him later when they're talking, uh, Tokamak. The hater. The hater. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It does sound like a Dungeons and Dragons name, you know. I am Tokamak Uh, the hater. uh, He's certainly a hater, boy. But he's mad because, you know, I'm sorry, he's mad because, uh, you know, they're like, what, you're choosing him over me? And uh, he's right. able to manipulate power, and he um, he almost nails Caitlin. And uh, thanks to a little improvisation from Jax, they're able to escape back to Star Labs. Mm-hmm. And the only thing left to do is for Jackson Stein to become Firestorm, and they, they do. Didn't. Yeah, they didn't take a second. They 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 were right. They connected right away. Yeah, yeah. And Jax is like, let's do this. You know, and he was yeah. kind of excited excited to, to do it after a while, and then oh, he started um, singing. They uh, they meet in a uh, uh, they they track Tokamak to where he's draining energy in a uh, the football stadium. Uh, ironically enough, mm-hmm. where Jack's got his knee hurt in the night of the particle acceleration wave. Barry and Firestorm are able to take out Tokamak pretty easily, like one good punch and it's over. Yeah, I mean he was a glass jaw. I mean yeah, and uh, the new Firestorm looks pretty cool. Yeah, he did. He looked like smooth arm and beef. Uh, in the uh, in the in the side stories, um, Joe. Sets up a meeting with Iris and her, her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iris basically tells her mom, "Look, I appreciate you got all your your stuff together and everything, but you know I've lived my life this long without you. I can do just fine without you." She got cold. Yeah. She just kind of slammed. Got real. <laughs> no, I liked it. I loved. No, it, it, yeah, it was it was real. awesome. No, it made total sense for the character yeah. and 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 everything really? else. You know. We uh, then cut to Francine later talking to Joe and telling Joe that she has a, uh, a, a life threatening disease. Joe goes to Iris, tells her this, and you know, tells her you know, like you know, does this change? You know, if this changes anything, I just wanted you to make sure you knew everything. You know, her um, you know, your mom is dying of, of this disease, or that's what she says anyway. So um, later, Iris sets up a meeting with her mom. There, all these meetings are at the coffee shop, by the way. All of them. Well, yeah, so you can get and up and why? walk out. So you can yeah, walk out. So you can storm hey, you out. Want, it's a public place. When you, you, wanna, out, right? when you want to meet somebody from the internet, you go to a crowded coffee house. You Damn don't meet right. somebody. <laughs> you don't meet your mom that skipped out on you. Come on. It turns out Iris wasn't quite uh, believing of her mom's story, so she did some digging because, you know, Iris is a reporter, you know, isn't just a reporter. She did some digging and found out that her mom had another child eight eight months after leaving Central City, a son. And Iris said, you know, I want you to leave. I want you to go away. And don't you ever tell my father about about this because it would break him. It would crush him to know that mm-hmm. he's had a son this whole time and he did not know about. Yeah, kind of some real talk. What um, I thought though is, what, is it even his? That's what made me think. It yeah, it has to not route. be his because he would have freaking known. Hello, had to have not been hid. Who was she? Who are they going to introduce next? That her? That's her brother. Wally it's West. Gotta be a medic. It's Wally. Gotta be a medic. It's Wally. Yeah. Oh, okay. They advertised it already. That's yeah, Wally. it's Wally West. Gotcha. <laughs> 
It'll be nice. he'll be coming by soon. Um, yeah. Also, there's a subplot with Pat, Patty Spivet on the now she's on the metahuman uh, thing. She's found these um, uh, shark teeth. My gosh! Yeah, a couple of uh, attacks, and uh, she takes them to Barry to get analyzed, and they have some neat, cute moments here. And then Joe's like, "Hey, man, you know, you should get on that." Not so many words, but yeah, you should. I pimp every girl should... that's under my wing. No, well, no, he's like, he's like, you know, you should get, you should get over Iris, and maybe you know, right. get on, get on the spivot train, you know. But uh, you know, he he analyzes the the shark teeth. And they turn out to be made of human DNA. Um, as everything that's going on, we get the huge emotional scene with Francine and Iris. In CC Jitters, Patty walks outside of the coffee shop, and there is MFing King Shark. Boom! From the comic. Boom! Right there. Eight foot tall and just as ugly as in the comic. I thought they pulled it off pretty well with the CGI. He's got the flash in his grip. Um, Patty Spivet whoops out her, uh, her service revolver and you know, unloads her entire you know, revolver into King Shark, and he just kind of brushes it off. Shark looks at the flash and says, Zoom wants you dead. And starts to get to it. And a guy in a hoodie comes out from behind King Shark, zaps him with some weird gun. And Shark goes down, big time. Uh, Barry frees himself and rushes over to see who it was. He pulls off the hood, and it's Harrison Wells. Don't get what's going to happen with that one. Well, I, I'm thinking it's the Harrison Wells we saw come through the portal from Earth 2. Well, it's got to be that there. one, but I'm saying, it, it, I'm just, I'm not, they make him look sinister. <laughs> it's not like he was like, hi, Barry, I'm Harrison Wells. Exactly. It's like they make him He's, look sinister. He kind of looks like the guy from uh, the, the video game Watch Dogs, the kind of like <laughs> Assassin's Creed game. You know, that was the flash this week, Fury of Firestorm. Um, I guess uh, I'll go first. I, I'll uh, give it a four, which would also be a B. It was, I like the way they set up Firestorm. I like how the, you know this is going to be the character going forward in the Legends of Tomorrow, I guess. Uh, I like how they went to Pittsburgh at the end. Uh, Garner, uh, um, uh, Dr. Stein and, and Jax merge and fly off to Pittsburgh, which is you know, where they belong, because Pittsburgh's awesome. Well, they love to do that fly-off <laughs> with Firestorm. When Firestorm gets together, they love to just join and fly off. Yep, they fly off to they flew off to Pittsburgh last time too. Yeah, like they're not coming back. <laughs> they yeah, just, they could just come back when they want to. But if you haven't been here, you should because it's awesome. But yeah, that's <laughs> uh, a four out of five, a B again for for the Flash. I really enjoyed it. it was, so the King Shark moment was was a jaw dropper uh, for yes. sure. I just was not expecting that. that no, I mean they always have a stinger at the end of the episode, but I was yeah. not expecting. You know, I thought when she had the shark teeth earlier on in the episode, I'm like, okay, this will play out like a few mm-hmm. episodes down the road. There'll be a few more sightings, blah blah blah. Right. I didn't think you know it would play out the way it did. I'll give it a four. I I, I think it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, it was fun seeing the new firestorm. They, I they, I'm liking that they didn't make the the wells thing go too long. They're gonna get into it next episode. Iris's mother. That revelation was 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 kind of cool to get that, and you get more of a sense of Iris is coming along as a real reporter. You know, not somebody just blogging. Like she was before. I mean, she was able to use the skills to dig that stuff up on her mom. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I'm, I'm digging it, Patty. I'm liking Patty, but that, I, just, just, I think they need, need to work it out. They I need... do like the, the, um, that his dad, that Joe was kind of like, look, okay, with the, you know, I know you like, you love virus, but uh, she's not the only woman in the world. Calm down. You what know, I everybody's think everybody's not like you first. After seeing this episode and seeing Spivet like use the the pistol to no avail. 
Mm-hmm. I would like to see Cisco come up with something for her. You know what I mean? Like a gun or some I would sort of too. stunner I, I, or, you know I what I mean? Do that. Give her something to keep her from getting killed. Maybe some of that stuff from the Anti-Vigilante Task Force that's on Arrow tonight, actually. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, speaking of which, oh, um, did you give it, uh, your, your grade for the episode, Jerry? Oh, yeah. On you guys' scale, I'm going to go a B plus, or no, you guys do four, like four and five, so 4.5 or a B plus. Right. Uh, you know what? The, what I liked about this episode most is that it kept me off kilter. I, I did not expect... I did not expect what was coming next. They were they were here. They were in their personal lives. They were in their love lives. They were there was a shark. I mean, did you get like, caught up, Jerry? Did you get caught up? <laughs> Got caught up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like I liked the new Firestorm edition. I liked Ursher. Did you feel my... the burning of, of Firestorm? I had to let it go. <laughs> If you feel no, the burning of Firestorm, you should probably get a, an ointment yeah, for that or something. I, I, I don't let it go. Talk to your doctor. No, I liked that it was jumping all over the place because it before I could get comfortable with one story, they were on to the next. That was kind of akin to the way my brain, when it's on shuffle, works. So it appeals well, to me. Hopefully they take it nice and slow with, with the character. I don't know. They might let it burn. We'll see. Well, I have a confession to make. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're really doing a lot of Usher songs, and I don't know if anybody's gonna catch it with us. Yeah, uh, you, started, you started it. He did it. You, he went, yeah, he yeah. did it. He's, okay, you're right. He started it. He did start yeah. it. This is the climax of it all. We're really doing good. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Usher cast. <laughs> you make me wanna fire the firestorm Usher cast. <laughs> These are my these are my confessions. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, you know, all I can say, you don't have to call. <laughs> it's okay, Caitlin. Okay. Take your apology. Mm. Okay, so Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you how do you move on from the Ursher cat? <laughs> just, just, uh, all right, best, your best. Not about being a superstar. It's about being a superhero. Did you did you see Mad Max Fury Road? I yes. just drive, keep driving the, keep driving the truck, keep the truck moving. That's what I do. That's how I keep the sail going. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many war boys attack, you gotta keep the truck moving. That's right. Um, this episode was called Beyond Redemption, episode four, season four of the Arrow. Guys, there's a new Arrow cave. Yeah. And uh, can I bring up something really quick? Yes, you can. Is Cisco a wizard? He is the wizard. No, like, seriously, is he like Gandalf or some shit? He like, was vibe. I thought it was vibe. Just like last week. Well, last week they were saying, "Oh, I'm going to run for mayor." You know, so they right. decided to get this place. So that means that whole Arrow Cave, all, he did all that stuff, built all that stuff in, down there in a week. Because they don't have a staff at Star Labs. Just Cisco. It's just Cisco. Yeah, it's just Cisco and Gandalf. It's what? Who do they have at Arrow? It's is he like Gandalf smoke? or some something? Because I'm like. They go down well. It turns out that they, uh, they, um, the mayoral uh, headquarters for Oliver Queen 20, 2015, uh, mayor of Star City, is uh, where Sebastian Blood used to do business. Right. Uh, doing the same thing, and he needed an underground lair for his wrongdoings and stuff. So they took that lair and have turned it into the new Arrow Cave, which is much bigger and 
Um, Steven, um, uh, Amel's character even says, um, you know, back when it was just me, the arrow cave was fine, but, you know, we need something a little more room now. And this looks like damn JLA situation room or something. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, computer screens, it looks like NASA, like the computer screens everywhere. They have yeah. like, they, they go out of the way to talk about the polycarbonate things that they keep their costumes in that are biometrically you know, aligned to their touch, you know, right. and stuff like that. And. I mean, they win crazy amount of stuff. Yeah, it's like full they exactly. Win. And like, I'm just thinking, is Cisco like? Well, you know what they're gonna <laughs> say. They're gonna say, well, just assume that Barry, you know, Cisco told him what to do, and Barry put it together. I'm just saying. I mean, I know it's a comic book uh, show and yeah. stuff, but you know, geez. when you got a speedster, you can kind of get away with some stuff. You can kind of say, oh, Barry did it. Barry put it together. No big deal. Right, because he's got nothing else going on. Yeah, he's got nothing else to do. I mean, he's building, you know, businesses that were destroyed and stuff. But, you know, in between that, he built the Arrow Cave. Too. Anyway, it's a giant new cave. And a lot of guns. Yes, a ton of guns. Like, <laughs> one, where Diggle's looking at the rack of, like, arrows and guns, he's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Diggle can't fit all that under his sleeve when he do that little gun out of there. He can't fit all them big old guns in there. What you need a new suit? He needs a new helmet for sure, dude. That is well, when I say new suit, I mean get yeah. rid of the damn helmet. Get rid of that Magneto helmet, man. Yeah, no more that. Um, we get a scene early on in the show where um, we uh, we see a special uh, a police special unit uh, mm-hmm. making a drug bust for like thirty right. keys of cocaine, and as they're making a bust, two more cops walk in, they're like yeah. freeze everyone, and it's like oh, and Rick James. Hedrick <laughs> <laughs> James, the new villain. Oh my gosh. Um, so then they walk in, and uh, the two co- the two uh, cops are like, "What are you guys doing here?" And uh, the one who's head of the uh, you know, the uh, special forces cops or whatever turns and just guns them both down. Is it me or when cops turn bad, they get better? But when their cops are good, way? they just get you killed. You turn out better at, at well, they like, can fight fighting. better. Yeah, yeah, because the first when, time they go up against Team Arrow, the Team Arrow gets their butt kicked. Like the because. regular cops, they've been getting beat up and killed like throughout the entire this season, last season. Well, here's another thing: where were these guys when they, you know, when uh, Hive like made their assault on their damn headquarters? Well, keep going, Hive. Uh, where were well, how many had... times has how many times has the Star City Police Department been taken over? Exactly. And where were these guys? Where were these where, guys? When, the when the ninjas was coming, the, 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 stuff. the ninjas was blowing up ninjas, and killing cops. Yep, that's right. Don't forget about the ninjas there. killing mayors <laughs> with arrows and stuff. I remember that. What you mean they were at a desk? Chilling at a desk. <laughs> what? Or underground, they're a secret task force, Daryl. Oh, I know what happened. Every time the guy that's supposed to call them always forgets to call them, or he gets they were killed. Donuts. So when <laughs> he does call them, they get to the scene too late. Is that what it that's, is? No, okay. just checking. At the crime scene of the the elite cops who are are stealing the drugs. Uh, they find a SIM card, and the police find it, but um, for some reason they don't have enough manpower. To uh, to have it run through their forensics or whatever, so uh, Captain Lance gives it to Oliver, right. who offers to help. Oliver tells right. that Captain Lance he's going to run for mayor, and Captain Lance is like, "Oh, great! What's the villain? Uh, what do I care?" Yeah. yeah. So they take the um, 
That's kind of the attitude of the shoulders, like, eh. It's it the, is. It's the shrug. <laughs> every, every cop now is just, like, shrugging, like, ah, I don't know. What you, what you doing? Right. What, what you doing? Try not to get shot. That's what I'm trying okay. to do. Okay, all right. That's what I'm doing. What you? The force uses a SIM card. They trace it to a uh, an abandoned uh, office building, and inside they find a whole bunch of Star City police gear and weaponry. It's uh, it's the armory for these this group. So they put two and two together. They go. Um, they tell Quentin about it, and uh, and Captain Lance, or Captain Lance, you know, begrudgingly um, teams up with Arrow, Team Arrow. He even gets to see the new Arrow Cave. Yeah, bring he the walks guy around and like, with the bad guy. Yeah, well, he walks around and bitches cave. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, oh, no wonder everyone else is so well equipped. Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Thea goes out and buys an enormous amount of cocaine. Happily. From, like, one of her old drug dealers from, like, three or four years ago. That would be unusual, would it, you know? She so has a lot of fun like, with this. Yeah. yeah. Normally, when well, you know, just buy an eight ball, be like, yeah, like 30 keys. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the... Well, she's telling Diggle, like, Diggle's having his, we know what's coming next for Diggle. I can't raise my daughter in this city. But she's, like, kind of having fun with Diggle. Like, oh, that's high school. It reminds me of high school. Buying a lot of drugs. Oh like, I can't raise a child in this city. New subplot. Their trap doesn't work so well, though. Team kind gets their butt whooped. Kind of? Big time, because they have that uh, anti-vigilante <laughs> equipment or whatever. They have that, like they, the the sonic gun that took out the canary scream. Mm-hmm. They had a net gun that like tied up Diggle. Like, who built that stuff? Cause did did Cisco build that stuff? Cisco too? gotta be Cisco. Cause nobody else in Star City's building that stuff. No, that's Cisco. It seems like stuff that Cisco would name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Cisco. They make it out alive, and they uh, they figure out. Um, from from Detective Lance, he figures out that the one member of the group is Lisa uh, Liza Warner, and they look her up, and it turns out that yeah, she is the leader of this group of like rogue cops. Yeah, they make her a villain. Her comic character was a good guy. Um, well, this is going on while he finds out there are cop killers in his police force. Um, Laurel's like, "Hey, let, let's go down in the basement because I need to show you something." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he sees his daughter down there. Hey, Dad, I got a secret. You a wall? Yeah. Um, she, um, I don't know, uh, Captain Lance is, like, shocked, of course, and stunned, and, And uh, reminder, I have a heart condition. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, you know, Laurel's like, no, Sarah's good, and, you know, uh, we can bring her back and stuff. Yeah, don't mind the blood and and then Sarah takes the chain and almost chokes her to death. Don't mind if she tried to kill me, she tried to bite me, she tried to scratch. Don't worry about that. She's gonna be fine. It's like every horror movie. Yeah, like every horror movie, you bring something back from the dead. It's always yeah. the same, just like in Pet Cemetery. Totally. It's happy fun time. You Monkey's bring something paw, back yeah. from the dead. Oh yeah, it's always happy fun time after that. Yeah, always. no problem. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It'll work out. It'll yeah, work. she's the same person as she always was. Come on. You, you remember me, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what you hear in the, in the dark. Quentin goes to the one man he knows uh, who might know something about this, Damien Dark. What? And he tells him about, you know, that she was taken to the Lazarus pit or whatever. Dark is like, look, dude, the only thing you can do from one father to another, let me tell you, just put Sarah back in the ground. Put her down. Because it's not Sarah. She doesn't have her soul. Yeah. 
Setting up Constantine's appearance next episode. It so did it, didn't they? No doubt. I'm just like, I love how like, they announce subplots. I just want somebody to run across with a billboard that goes, Message. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking lights. Like, as soon as you said, because she doesn't have her soul, I wanted to see like a little crawl at the bottom of the screen, like a little graphic, you know. Next episode, guest starring <laughs> Constantine. And then this little coat, like, like sitting on his side, on his elbow, like winking at you, like, right. yeah, y'all know what's up. Because <laughs> it felt like that with Diggle moving. I can see this already. Diggle's gonna move out of out of Star City. I already see it. So like the, the subplot was right there. <laughs> I can't raise yeah. my daughter in a city like this. <laughs> so, um, wh- while this is going on, this uh, meeting with Demi Dark is going on. Oliver and Felicity have a moment. And they're scanning for that uh, that Liza Warner woman. And while they're scanning, they see, um, because uh, uh, Captain Lance let them have access to all of the Star City computer uh, files or whatever, they see Captain Lance talking to Damien Dark. Yes. So when Captain Lance gets home, Oliver's waiting inside his apartment for him. You'll fail this city, Captain Lance. <laughs> no and doubt. He you, like, you, how many times? He took him out on the carpet, dude. Yeah, you like you like says you know all this time you've been this self righteous sob to me, but on the, on the on the down low, you're dealing with Damien F and Dark, dude. What yeah. is up? You know, right? And, yeah. uh, and yeah. Clinton's like, hey man, you know, Damien came here. I thought he was somebody to try to help the city, but then he really kind of uh, you know figured out what he was all about. But Denny he threatened had a nerve. Then he does the dick move. He has the nerve to yell out, uh, "He was here because he was here. You weren't." You chased him out. Yes, of the you're the city one that told him to leave. You're the one that freaking five him. episodes. You you hunted out. him <laughs> for five freaking episodes. How the hell do you come right? out your mouth and say, "Well, you weren't here. You tried to kill me." That's why they have an anti-vigilante task force that they have to deal with in this episode is because they ran him out on a rail. I want Oliver to smack him in the face just for that. Just one smack. Just for that. Like, what? Oh, no. He dressed him down anyway. He did. did. So, uh, you know, Oliver, you know, lays him out on the carpet. And and rightfully so, because all this time he'd been like, you know, know, talking down to Arrow and telling him all this stuff. And Arrow's like, finds this out. He's like, yo, man, you're hanging out with this guy who's like way evil. Yeah. Should have had a whole bunch of black pans all over the place and kettles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He but this is this is what got me is that he's on the show. He's the ultimate father figure. He's like uh-huh. Jim's dad on American Pie. He's who you can count on to speak reason most of the time, you know, to be the level-headed one, to to tell Laurel, bitch, you're drinking too much, you know what I mean, right. <laughs> to, you know, to say we and can't pull in drink out AA. The <laughs> right? Right? And then you're, like, in bed with the devil. Come on, Jim's dad. He is, the king, of hip- he is the king of being a hypocrite, though, because yeah, he, he does that all the time. Right. Isn't that what parents are known for? Like, do yeah. as I say, and I'm gonna, you know, right. don't drink. It's bad for you, and you know, like has. He's like, I don't like lies. He's it's always constantly, lies. and he's constantly down on Oliver and Team Arrow and everything. But he's right. like constantly helping them. Well, he lied. Yeah. To, it's funny because he lied to Laura yeah. for years. He was lying to Laura yeah. about stuff, and then he get yeah. mad when a lot when she lied to him about something. It's right. do what I say, not as I do. I'm like everything saying it. I'm like, shut up, sit down. She yeah, exactly. Can't to you. Well, now he got to. Now he don't have no choice. Now, yeah, Oliver. Now Oliver got him in a, in a position where nope, you ain't gonna be saying that stuff no more. 
good. Shorty. You can look at him and go, shorty. So what makes uh, his long night even longer, to make his long night even longer, um, Captain Lance goes to try to kill Sarah. Yeah. Take take uh, Damien Dark's advice. Yeah, he holds the gun to her. He's having this moment. Take the and killer's well, advice. Take the bad guy's advice always. Yeah. That's take shut take up. the mass murder advice. The right. guy take who tried the to evil, blow up a yeah. whole train. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he tried to blow up a whole bunch of women and children. Yeah, go ahead. Listen Do to what him. he says. Good yeah, thing. he's sure. got your best interest at heart, really. Right. <laughs> Laurel stops him. They have a break. You know, a little like emotional breakdown moment. And that's right when Liza attacks, kidnaps Quentin, takes him to the uh, the contraband center, which requires his authorization or the palm print, and they knock out um, Laurel. Well, she never ch- she never watches her flank, so she was doing good, and then from behind they just knock her out. You gotta cover yourself. You gotta check. Watch your, your six. You Watch your yeah. six, dude. You don't you don't move. You don't stay in one spot when there's a when there's a bunch of multiple. Assailant, you got to move around. Didn't Arrow teach her anything? She's learning still. I mean, you think about it. She of all the characters, she's learning still. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so she learned she, how to take a punch. Thea, Thea got trained with by uh, um, yeah, and, you know, for six or eight months or there or whatever. And all Laurel has had is like a few months with Nissa. Some boxing lessons. Yeah. Some boxing lessons from Monica. Yeah. Is Ted, to is me, Thea's like huh? to me. Thea's like the equivalent of Dragon Ball Z. She's been. Training on the planet Namek at a hundred times gravity with Master Yoshi and shit. Yes, yes. She's she's in there. She said she's about that life. You know? <laughs> Laurel, not so much. And a little psycho too. So add that little craziness to it. That, that and little psycho power. Done died. You know, come yeah. on. She's all over the place. She's, she's not trusted. But she got to she got to learn fight a little watch her back a little bit better. Um, they're able to trace Quentin into the contraband place. Um. Team Arrow, that is, and the uh, fight ensues. They do a little better this time because they're prepared. Oliver traps Liza. Oliver's trying to get to Quentin. Uh, she gets out of the trap and then stabs Oliver and says, you know, one one quick move, I'm going to take out a spinal cord. And oh. Quentin gives this awesome speech about how if there's any good in it left in her, any justice left in her, you know, she'll let him go. And uh, he, talk, he talks her out of the situation. Yes. And she gives herself up. You became a cop to make a difference. I I'm might not be saint, but I'm. But I know this is not the way to go. That was we, about as believable to me as the whole strangulation scene. I on know. Cosmo. I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Like, you know, after, yeah, after, after, I mean, no. And there was another scene in this where, where they had the rogue cops like meeting, and yeah, they're like, you know, they're like, you know, Lance is becoming a problem. You know, we're gonna have to get rid of him. And she's yep. like, you know, we don't kill cops. And I'm like, except for yes, except for the two that you killed at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. I'm like, you just then, killed two cops like half hour it. ago. He was like, I wish he had just said, uh, did you watch the first five minutes of the show? Because we just yeah. shot. Yeah, just killed two cops. I'm just, I, I mean, say. what are you doing? I think a lot of uh, Arrow viewers were face palming at that moment. Yeah, that was. I can like, see if like, so okay. We've watched them. You are cor- incorrect. I'm sorry. I think it would have been a little bit more convincing if she, instead of killing the two detectives, they had beat them up or tasered them or something. It ta- yeah, I mean, yeah, tasered them, captured yeah. them, or whatever. Framed them and disgraced them like you do with you know most cops. You want to get out of the way, or even you? frame them. I would even go for framing. Frame them, them, disgrace them, or threaten their families. Take them out of the game. Right. But not kill, like, to kill them right off and then say we're not bad guys. I mean, that kind of, you kind of yeah. lost the fight already. 
Yep. You played your shield card way too early. Or if they really wanted to, like, if they really wanted to go for it, what you do is one of the rogue cops kills the two detectives, and then she turns around and kills that guy for doing that. That's what you do to show the the fighting between the group and oh, the that, that would have been good. Why then, huh? Daryl? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't ask me. Too busy told. with your spaghetti. Yeah, I get I know, it. I know. I didn't get the phone. After all that goes down, Oliver's waiting for Detect- uh, Captain Lance in his apartment again. Nobody Captain- locks doors. Captain Lance is like, what, you got your own key now? Captain Lance is like, I'm going to turn myself in in the morning. And uh, Oliver's like, no, don't do that. You have gotten closer than anyone else to Damien Dark. So we need, to- we need you on the inside. We need you to stay where you are. Yeah. You belong to me. Towards we uh, see Oliver walking into his uh, office the next morning. It's full of interns uh, for his mayoral candidate candidacy. Thea has evidently, you know, gotten you know thirty people to, interns to work for free overnight. Not only that, much. she's a political speechwriter, and she wrote a speech for him. Um, and then we see him deliver that speech on TV and you know from his uh, mayoral office. And uh, in on the subplot plot area of this episode, um, Curtis. A.K.A. Um, Mr. Terrific, uh, Curtis Holt. Yeah, he's a really good. Yeah, I like the. He's a really charismatic actor. I like him when he's, he's on. He might be my favorite part of this new season. He f- is uh, looking into this uh, odd code that Felicity's getting on her phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thinks it's a prank, but it turns out to be like um, two-year-old code um, from Curtis's workspace, which is where you know Ray Palmer, you know, met his end, or so they think. Um, they traced the code back to a prototype that Ray had, and uh, there was like this uh, audio file or whatever of uh, what uh, it's password protected, but it's like the last you know few minutes of his life or whatever of audio. And uh, Felicity's like, yeah, I don't... sorry, Felicity's like, ruff, ruff, ruff. yeah. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> Felicity says, I don't, I don't want to hear that kind of stuff. And then uh, that made me mad. Yeah, I, I, that, I was that like, made why, me why wouldn't you want to hear that? You know? Like, how dare you? First of all, you dump him, and then you he leaves you the company, and you're using his money to fund your boyfriend's whole thing. And now you're acting like you were in, deep in love with him or something? Right, like, don't act like you were that deep in love with him now. You, you, broke, you broke up with him. I can see, you know, like, and then on top of that, you can't deal with that pain for a minute to just watch the video, at least find out what happened to him. He deserved, I mean, like, why would you not want to know what happened to him? I'm totally thinking this is going to lead them to finding him as the actor. Oh, it is. Like, he's yeah, probably he's probably been trapped in a microscopic right. level in that office oh, yeah. this whole but, time. But I think by making her not want to check it, it makes her look bad, her character look bad to me. Like, they could have found another way to stall her looking at it. Because I know I that's what they were doing. They wanted to stall. I and instead of making it that she didn't want to look at it, I think they should have just had it where every time she got ready to look at it, something would happen. Something happened. And, well, and Curtis that's says that, her character. Right. Yeah. Well, Curtis says that speech, too, with... Um, uh, he's like, really? Because I, I lost my, uh, my brother to pancreatic cancer six years ago, and if I could hear you know, even one more word from him, I would, you know, I would do anything. Like... Last, I mean, it was a nice scene. It was believable. It was he acted it, it well, was, and it was kind of like where I was coming from too. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to hear that? You know, but I, I don't think she should. Her character, the character that they have established throughout this show, 
doesn't need to have that conversation because she, she should know better. I think what, what hurt it is that because of, and I think, I mean, we talked about it last season, because of how I, I think that they were going in one direction for the season and then because of the success of The Flash kind of changed what they wanted to do mid-season, things got pushed back and other things got rushed. Oh, okay. And I think that the breakup with with uh, Ray happened so quickly, and then it went right into her uh, going to, you know, help Ol- Ol- Oliver, and then hooking back up with Oliver. I think that she should have. I think that broke up breakup should have happened mid season. Like if they had did it right, it should have been like a. It should have been a way of episodes. Time should have passed before she broke up with Ray. And then went right into um, going with Oliver because it was no decision. She didn't even think about it. There was no hesitation. No like nothing. She just it seemed like she just got right over Ray. Like everything was about Ray for a while. She got right off right right over Ray really quickly, and then went right to Oliver. And it hasn't sit right with me yet how she's reacted with that. Even yeah, with her, like, I mean, Ray was even like thinking they were still together when she was already on the Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. And even though he's been kind and nice about it, it still seems she's still I think she's better than that. Like the the way they set up her character, I don't see her character just being that uh insensitive and 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 mean about it. Like I she was the one who would get pushed aside by other people a lot of times for being selfish like a mother and, you know, her family. So I don't see her just being that, you know, absent-minded when it comes to people's feelings like, like that's the just that, to me. i like the theory that they kind of had to shuffle things around and re-coordinate and re-sequence things to deal with how they were going to pull in the flash more to arrow that i mean that would they, make more sense than they the even way had it, said the way it yeah there were yeah. even interviews where they had said that they did not expect the flash to take off as well as it did Right. And for those characters to do as well as they did together, like yeah. that kind of changed the whole status quo of what they were going to do now. Because before this, when uh, Arrow was going to start this season, it was going, when it started last season, the whole thing with the showrunner was there were going to be no metas on Arrow. Yeah, they were going to stick to the, you know, the basics. It was going to be like more like a Nolan real world type of thing. And then Flash was going to have the metahumans and and whatnot, and they were going to keep it separate. And, you know, the success of that, that changed a lot of things with both shows. So that that irks me. That little, that part of it irks me with the show so far. At the end of the episode, we see Felicity finally gave in, uh, put the password in, which was password, which yeah. is a good callback <clears throat> to last yeah. season. Um. And I uh, was listening to it, but we don't get to hear what that is until next right. episode, I guess. Um, we also, at the very last scene, Laurel is going now with their PB&J for, um, for Sarah. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is not there anymore. Of course. No longer chained to the wall. Right, exactly. Because you know who's going to find her, <laughs> Oliver. And the flashback episode just, in this episode just really seemed pointless. It what yeah. all of I don't this know why they why are doing the flashbacks even. They should have they flashbacks of Diggle it. or something. They should yeah. either Diggle or um 
flashbacks of of maybe dark Damien Darks. Well, that would be nice. Yes, it's further something we don't know about. That would be good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, no. He's on the back on the island. He's working for some mercs, and he fakes a woman's death. Yep. And then the one merc finds out that he's actually working for Amanda. Or, uh, yeah, Amanda. You know what? I, I, I'm thinking of theories again. I wonder if them doing the Suicide Squad movie kind of negated if they were going to do a uh, Suicide Squad type of mission with him, and then they kind of felt like they that they shouldn't do it because the movie is happening. Because it felt like they were going in that direction, like they were going to have him working for Amanda with the with the group, like a, a version of Suicide Squad, right? An early version. And now it seems like, well, maybe they changed their minds because of the movie. They've done, a, they've done a Suicide Squad version on TV, though. They yeah, but they pulled back now. Once yeah. the movie was uh, once the movie was was announced, okay. they killed off yeah. the dead shot of that True. version. True. And, Okay. Got it. Went mm-hmm. away from it. Like you don't even hear about anything no. about Suicide Squad anymore on the show. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a mistake. I think they should just keep going for it. Like, don't worry about it. Do what you're gonna do with the Flash. You know, just yeah. I remember there was that um, article not too long ago where they were saying that they um, uh, that they weren't allowed to use Deadshot anymore. Yeah. Because of that. Wow. Remember? Because they had yeah. Deadshot yeah. in the in the in the, uh, in the show for a while there. Mm-hmm. Or a version of Floyd Lawton. It's the way they're getting away from it, period. Like, you, you, even his wife, Diggle's wife, they don't even mention her with them anymore. She just quit. But yeah. even though they established this whole thing of, you don't get to quit Amanda Waller's team. Like, you don't get that choice. Right. Somehow she spit a pup out, and now she's out. Right. Like, that. that's not a man. You know, Amanda Waller don't care about that. If she could use you, <laughs> she'll use you. Right. So it just, uh, I, I wonder if that really, you know, tied their hands with it. Yeah. And they feel like they need to still do flashbacks. I think because the flashbacks were so popular in the first season and the second, but it went with what was going on in the show. Right. There's some parallel. There's some something he learned <laughs> back then that had relevance and resonated in the show that we were watching. Like, we don't not- really need this now unless you're going to show him being trained even more by somebody else. Like, that I could see, but... You know what it's, it's just- got to me? It, to me, my theory on that is mm-hmm. we've got this show almost in the can. We've got five minutes to fill. Remember that back or all those flashbacks? <laughs> We're going to drop one here. <laughs> Let's do it this anyway. Fits <laughs> <the time. laughs> this anyway. fits the time. You know what? I mean, it'd be, it'd be a quick Band-Aid, right? Right. You know, you wouldn't have to... Cut and splice, you just dump something in that you had recorded whenever years ago. Why not? That's how it's hitting. That's how irrelevant it is. That's to me what it feels point. like. It's like they don't, it, is, it does. really don't. Like, I think the show would be even better. The episodes would be even better if you had more time to, to flesh out some things in the episode. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Well, that was Arrow for the week. Uh, before we go to iZombie, I guess we'll be saying goodbye to Jerry. Thanks again for being on, Jerry. Appreciate it. Well, what are you giving the show? Three. We didn't. We didn't. All right. I'm going to give it a C. I'll give it a C as well. I'm there. I'm right yeah. there with you. I give it a three or a C. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was more of a middle in middle in episode. Mm-hmm. It really uh, was. 
Where I mean, there's so many questions. Where were these cops when uh, when Star City Police Department's been taking over? <laughs> I, you know? Yeah, um, so out of left field. Like, oh, there's been this whole force the whole time, really, and now you have to deal with them now. And they should have been training all the other cops. Like, or they should have left why? town like everybody else in freaking Star City. Come on. Yeah. What is there to You're say? You're not trapped here. <laughs> like, you don't have, no. like, they, they made it no. look like they had to stay here. You, you know Seriously. you can get a job somewhere else, right? You know you, you can, can do that. Yeah. So, C, what do you guys rate it? You said C? Yeah. C. Yeah, yeah we're right, right there with you. Yeah. So, let me go for iZombie. You boys have fun. And maybe I'll be on again. Who knows? Yeah, thanks a lot, Jerry. Appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. Have a good one. All right. Later. Okay, bye. And uh, on to iZombie. Uh, episode 4, Season 2. Even cowgirls get the black and blues. And uh, for our brain of the week, we get a uh, frustrated country singer who has a, a lonesome tale to tell. <laughs> sure did. It turns out uh, that she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And um, other than Liv coming up with nice little euphemisms all through the episode, you know, she's like, uh, I feel like a $10 French whore on Nickel Bay or uh, I've buttered my butt and call it a biscuit, you know, stuff like that. You're right. Um, there's also a cool scene with Rose MacGyver singing at an open mic. So she can sing. Hey, how about that? I did know about that before. I think it was mentioned that you could sing a little something. I did not know that. As Johnny Carson would have said. And she was a Power Ranger. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she so she did like a song that she, uh, you know, Liv ostensibly writes in the in the episode. I don't know. That's not really what this episode is about. Once again, like with iZombie, there's like always a procedural thread through it, but there's really not. That's really not where the story is at. So much this episode. Peyton is back in town, and Liv and Peyton have a moment. Like, uh, Liv meets her in class, you know, after yoga class with a, a smoothie for her or whatever, and they talk. And Peyton is like, you know, I don't know if I was more shocked about you being a zombie or that you were keeping something from me, you know? And uh, they kind of make up and stuff, and uh, they're kind of back where they were. They're, they're friends again. Um, we also get a scene that same morning. Of Major waking up in in uh, Gilda's bed, and getting up and leaving, and feeling dirty, feeling dirty, sleeping with Max Rager's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, uh, the I guess the biggest things that happened this episode. For, I mean, first of all, there was Liv con- finally confronting Major and Ravi confronting Major. Right, like uh, Major got that dog who uh, Ravi is named Minor. Uh, yeah, so, yeah uh, and the dog has moved in with him, and you know, Robbie's been kind of taking care of the dog. Ain't no kind that he's been the only one taking care of that. Dog. <laughs> uh, so we get to see where uh, Major's whacked out on uh, Utopium again, mm-hmm. playing video games. Now look, people, I'm tired of the bad rap on video games. Okay, they're a perfectly viable recreation activity. You could be unemployed and not drugged out and play, and play video, video games. games. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going for, Daryl. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, Robbie <laughs> asked what happened to Minor, and Major's like, I have no idea. He lost track of the dog. Uh, Robbie's freaking out. They find the dog, and then Robbie calls out Major on like what his life has been like lately. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has been, you know, he's been zoning out. He hasn't really had, you know, paying attention to anyone, and you know, been avoiding everyone. He's kind of, you know, it's not cool. During this period, Liv comes over, and I guess it's because, you know, the country singer in her heart or whatever, from her brains, mm-hmm. but she confronts Major and says, look, man, 
I went to a party that you told me to go to and then came back with the craving for brains, you know, came back mm-hmm. as a zombie. Everything I've done has been to try to protect you to keep you out of this. Yeah. He needed to hear that, you know, and she like really like kind of went off on him, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it was all serious, real talk. And then he right. kind of blows her off and then she has a second part and then she, she tells him and then he, he blows her off again. Right. And like kind of ices her out and shows her the door. Um, is until uh, the very end of the episode that Major strung out or high or whatever shows up at Liv's door. And yeah, does the crying face. Yeah. Shows up at the door. He says, uh, I need help. And mm-hmm. collapses in Liv's, Liv's arms. Right. And they kiss and they're back together. Uh, and hopefully maybe. he'll be able to get off the... Maybe they're back together. Get off of the you, man. Yeah. Off of that you because... And the other end of this episode is uh, Blaine, with some interesting stuff going on there. You better stay away from that woman that I love on that show. Who? You know who? No, Peyton. I don't. Peyton. Oh, Blaine. Yeah, he. Uh, well, I'll get to that part in a minute. Uh, first off, he finds out who who cut the utopium mm-hmm. for that party, and he wants to know who who did it. Uh, it turns out it's this kid named Gabriel. Uh, they find Gabriel at a, at a revival meeting where he's you know praising Jesus. He's found God. Yeah, he's yeah he's found God, and um, he says Jesus saves. And uh, Blaine is like, really? Where does he shop? He did fight <laughs> them back. Like he did, uh, you know, like he really did struggle and not tell them. I mean, they did some horrible things to him. Yeah, they lock him and they put him in a coffin and put him yeah. on the ground and pull him back up. Then they, um, the second time they pull him out of the ground in the coffin, the uh, they turn him into a zombie, mm-hmm. and then put him back in the ground for twenty four hours. And he still holds up. And he's and they put some brains in front of him, and he's craving them and stuff. Yeah. But he still doesn't tell them. No. So he sets them free. He sets them loose. He's like, here you go, have fun. Shoot, he took it. He took it, man. He took the adversity. And uh, with the whole Mr. Boss thing going on, uh, Peyton is part of that task force to take down Mr. Boss, who's like the head of, you know, the Seattle underworld or whatever. But no one will talk to her. You know, they show her interviewing inmate after inmate. It's like, you know, you could walk out of here free today. But no, you know, what's good at that if I'm going to get killed? Exactly. Boss. So uh, no one will talk to her. No one will talk to her. Then all of a sudden, one of her witnesses will talk to her. Mm-hmm. It's Blade. Of course it is. And he says, you know, in exchange for immunity for the following crimes, I will give you everything you need to know. And he lays out the entire diagram of the of the organization for Peyton on a big, you know, on a big, like, dry erase board. <laughs> right. And uh, she's kind of digging him. She even says to Liv, you know, there's a guy I met at work today is kind of interesting. And I was like, no. <laughs> you stay away from that Peyton. You stay away from no, that's bad. Don't do it. Go back with Robbie. No. You know what it is? I want her and Robbie back together again. I yeah, do. I, I do too, I actually. I like those two together. Yeah, but Robbie's has uh, the new girlfriend, Stephanie, I think. Yeah, I mean, she, but you know she's a yeah. couple of dates and then yeah. they'll lose interest in each other. Right. You know, Peyton was Peyton. Dang it. So, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a zombie this week, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of feels, a lot of feels this episode. A lot of feels. A lot of uh, things that need to be said got said. Right. I mean, like Robbie stood his ground with Major over all the crap he's been having to go through with Major mm-hmm. lately, 
And Liv finally got it off her chest, everything she's wanted to say to Major. And then Major finally realizes what a big jerk he's being. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I still don't think he's going to do the right thing. Well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we won't have any more episodes of uh, Major's Bad Life Choices. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I give this episode a solid B. I mean, it was good. It was yeah, it gets a B. It still gets a B for me. Yeah. It's still keeping up. I like I like the fact they have the procedural part of it, but that's mm-hmm. not like the, the the real where the real story is. Oh, and Clive got like almost maybe a love interest, right? From yeah, the new uh, new task force detective. Yeah, I like that. No, I, I think was, she is going to. They got to give Clive something to do because he's just been something. so angry and closed yeah. off from everybody. Like yeah, exactly, it, they got to give him something. But I, I like she, the man she, of bone for pizza. Yeah. Well, she's coming. She's she being real with him, though. She's 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 letting him know. Yeah. She's like, hey, I know they don't like you. I know the whole. <laughs> yeah. She basically like, I know everybody don't like you. I know, I know. She's like, I mean, that's why I'm watching you, so I know what not to do. Yeah, she's play- She's playful in a way. Liv Liv tries to be playful with him, but she hasn't been able to break and you know break through that wall that he puts up. Yeah, but uh, I think this woman might. Yeah, she's more of a ballbuster. She right. kind of busts his balls a little bit, you know. She does a little, little different way. Right. But she's still trying to do the same thing. Uh, every week in our uh, Facebook group, we ask uh, our uh, listeners for their thoughts on DC TV over the week. Uh, we already read your th- the thoughts on uh, Supergirl, mm-hmm. and these are the thoughts on um, on Flash and Ice Zombie. Uh, Chris Garner, I told you, Patty and Barry need to be together. Uh, she's going to do some things to that boy. <laughs> yeah, she definitely likes Barry for sure. Yeah, she likes Barry. He he like her too. He's just trying. And you know, Barry need to get. To, uh, he he gets frustrating when he gets into that mode of you know, like I can't do this because like don't do the Arrow thing that we got like two three seasons of Arrow. You you can have a love interest. Calm down. It's yeah, not that serious. Uh, Carlos Carmona uh, wrote in, I thought Jason Roush was uh, supposed to join Stein eventually is Jackson from the comics. To which yeah. Derek E. Rich answered, uh, no, they made him up. Yeah, they made him up. I thought Jason Rush was going to be in the book, in the, in the comics. And yeah, they had Jason Rush in uh, episode or season one of The yep, Flash they when, did. They, when they introduced Firestorm. That was like when they first heard of the Firestorm thing. I wonder happened. what changed their minds. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jason Foss seriously crushing on Patty Spivet, especially mm-hmm. after watching her fear- fearlessly charge in to confront King Shark. She sure did. Dude. Seriously, King Shark <laughs> so cool and unexpected. <laughs> uh, I saw he continues to be enjoyable, even if Major needs a beat down. Yeah, mm-hmm. he needs to get his stuff together for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek E. Rich, I saw me in the Flash were not on last night. It was Arrow. Oh, oh I see what you did there, Derek. Very clever. Oh. Uh, he got me all right, and I thought that was too much like Batman. <laughs> really? Wow. Well, um, he didn't do the bad caves thing, right? Robert Cooper wrote in uh, King Shark with three exclamation points, all in caps. Wow. And Joseph Gaines wrote, uh, wrote what Robert Cooper said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of surprise and shock for King Shark for sure. Yeah, that was wild. Um, uh, from the news bucket, real quick, 
Uh, we got a trailer up on the DC TV podcast uh, Facebook group of next week's episode of Arrow featuring Matt Ryan as Constantine. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't telegraphed enough in this episode of Arrow <laughs> that we just talked about. I'm saying, eh? But uh, the next episode is called Haunted. Um, Oliver calls in an old friend, a favor from an old friend who deals in the mystical. So I'm wondering where Oliver and Constantine crossed paths before. You know what I mean? Well, see, that's something you use the island for. Yeah, I suppose. You know, like, if it's people they're going to use down the line, you you can kind of have him, you know, go through things. Or at least uh, speed up the time frame on the island. Like, he, he's gone through things already. Right. Like, not even on the island, but he's just gone through different missions and stuff. You don't even have to get into the whole thing of the specifics, but things right. are Well, they may just, you know, make an offhand reference. Of, you know. Right, right. You know, remember, remember that mess in Manchester you helped me with, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we got an avalanche of stuff about Suicide Squad, because Empire uh, Magazine yeah, uh, had a big exclusive uh, cover and photo spread and interview with David Ayer as well, mm-hmm. uh, all about the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, all that stuff is linked to up on the DCTV podcast uh, Facebook group. Uh, after reading all that and seeing that, I'm even more sad. Oh, yeah, I've seen nothing to, to that I'm disappointed by or or not looking forward to i'm still excited you know we got a nice high res uh, a picture of killer croc finally um we got some, um i don't know uh, that glam joker uh with like the david bowie jacket mm-hmm. i thought was pretty cool uh i have no problem with that at all uh we also have a trailer for mommy's little monster the next episode of gotham coming up so I'm going to check that out. Interestingly enough, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. are fans of Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, tweeted pictures of uh, Chloe Bennett and uh, um, uh, Clark Gregg quoted, uh, uh, um, tweeted pictures uh, with uh, uh, Melissa Benoist. Yeah, I saw uh, that. They're fans of the Supergirl as well. So Been all over Twitter, which is good. I like uh, Dave... They do it. They've got really gotten it right, especially uh, everybody involved with the with Supergirl. Like they really have done a great job with using Twitter and Facebook and stuff to um, to promote the show, and it paid off. I yeah, mean, well, yeah totally. Response that has gotten, especially from uh, kids, there's really really been you know digging the show. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's the kind of thing you can watch with your kids, I, I guess. I mean, the pilot yeah, it, anyway, is. So. it is. It is. Um, I don't think it's going to change either. It's still going to be a show that you can you can watch with your kids. Uh, Nathan Darrow from House of Cards, he played Edward Meachin, the Secret Service agent on House of Cards, is going to be playing Victor Freeze yes. on Gotham. So uh, we're going to have a, an interesting uh, thing there with uh, um, Precursor to Mr. Freeze. Uh, Henry Zerny is uh, going to be playing Winslow Shot, aka the Toy Man, mm-hmm. on Supergirl. I like how su- the Supergirl show is kind of, um, um, you know, grabbing all these like B and C level Superman villains, right. <laughs> kind of appropriating them, you know, like Lumberjack or whatever. Yeah. Well, with Supergirl, I've, which I've I've read a lot of the early books and and up until now. She didn't really have a, a, a strong rogues gallery. No. So it's like they got a pull from all over, which I like. That's what got me with digging the show. I mean, it might be a little bit, um, 
the first episode might be a little lighter in tone um but i think what what for the kids but i think for people who are fans of comics and stuff that's also good is it pulls heavy from the comics so you can kind of enjoy seeing a lot of that on the screen yeah, definitely. I'm really, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see the rest of the episodes to see how it goes, see if it's Me still going to be like a family thing, you know? Um, I'm glad Chepto isn't here for this next news bit. Um, <laughs> uh, Emily Bet Ricard uh, dressed as Sailor Moon. Yes. Uh, for a uh, benefit uh, thing, along with uh, Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Colton Haynes from Arrow dressed as Ursula. Yeah. From the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Insert creepy jokes here. Yeah, I know your... he'd be listening. It's yeah, I know he's right definitely there. you know in in spirit stalking, yes. uh, <laughs> if not in person. And finally, uh, Alan Tudyk is talking a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie with him and Nathan Fillion. Right. It's funny because I don't think they asked either one of them. No, I don't think they're like in the running for that movie at all. <laughs> but it's funny how but like they're at a the con thing. and somebody yeah. asked them and he's probably, oh yeah, I'd play Booster Gold. And they run with it like like blogs and news sites run with it like it's like right. it. They were asked to to uh, to like, read for it. I think we talked about that article not too long ago where you know. So and so wants to play so and so. Right. Yeah. So what? So do I. You know. I know. I know. It's like uh, that's not know. a true story. A lot of people want roles. Want yeah. such roles. Absolutely. I'd like to be in a Marvel movie. Just who wouldn't? That's right. I think that's about it for the news bucket and uh, DC TV for the week. Uh, we covered all five shows and uh, well done, Daryl. Good job. Take yourself some interns out of petty cash. Uh, if you enjoy geeky podcasts, and I imagine you would because you're listening to this one, and it's uh, almost an hour and a half, two hours long, uh, then by all means, go to hhwlod.com. Check out our podcasting uh, our goodness there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, uh, the Black Box, uh, we have the Whedonverse podcast, uh, all kinds of great stuff over there. Check it out, hhwlod.com. And when you've uh, exhausted all those pods abilities, uh, yes, I'm trademarking that, by the way. TM, right there. Podsibilities. <laughs> then head on over to... Ah, Taylor Network of Podcasts, where we have a plethora of uh, podcasts where you can listen to me and Jim on Nothing's On, which is a TV and movie podcast, and we cover a lot of with, TV. With professional comedian Donnie Salvo. Yes, with professional comedian Donnie Salvo, and uh, a lot of TV news, movie news, and all that. Uh, we also have a lot of comic podcast there like comic rack which uh jerry is a part of where me and her we review certain uh thing of books and and we talk about what we like what we didn't like um we also have interview podcasts like uh jk's happy hour and recently we had uh ron garney and also steve orlando and they work on one's working on a, a marvel book and one Steve Orlando is working on some DC stuff. Uh, so if you're into comics or you want to learn about some stuff with comics, you can definitely check that out. You can also check out the No Apologies podcast, which is a uh, no-hole-bars type of uh, podcast talking about all pop culture comics and the whole thing. Uh, it is explicit, so be uh, mindful of that when you play that, if you have kids around. And uh, many more, so check it out. Awesome. So thanks a lot, Daryl, for, for joining me. And until next week, we're Ghost. Good night, everybody. Good night.